0: Perry Parish, it's Tuesday, October 29th, 2019. Welcome back to the CBS Sports Eye on College Basketball Podcast, where we sometimes discuss camel fighting and leaky black. Matt Norlander is here with me, and we're now just one week away from the start of the season. That comes next Tuesday. Norlander and I both going to be in New York City for the Champions Classic. It's going to be number one Michigan State versus number two Kentucky, number three Kansas versus number four Duke. And how about this? We're going to preview those games on Sunday's podcast. Yes, Sunday's podcast, because we're going to start doing three podcasts a week next week and that's going to be the case through the end of the season already looking forward to it so if you haven't subscribed yet please go subscribe to the cbs sports i Am college basketball podcast via apple podcast or wherever you listen to podcasts yes it helps us when you do that but it also helps you if you dig us because it's the best way to ensure you're going to get the latest episode sent to your phone as soon as possible so please Go do that, and while you're doing that, we're going to dive straight into the story of the day in college sports, and that's that the NCAA Board of Governors has has voted unanimously to allow student-athletes to benefit from their name, image, and and lightness. But this is not quite SP206 in California. Norlander, before I rant and make incredible points, I'll let you explain what happened. So please tell all of your fans out there exactly what the NCAA did today.
1: Uh, I, I, I know you're revved up on this because saw you on CBS Sports HQ today. I was there. Uh, la- laying it out terrifically with Tommy Tran. And I know you spoke about this on your radio show. And I know you're uh, you're revved up and ready to go again here on the podcast in a long form fashion um, I'll try and be succinct before I hand it over to you, and then I'll, I'll we'll kind of you know volley back and forth on our thoughts here. Um, so. Uh- Tuesday, October 29th, was to be the big day. Um, In recent weeks, there was an expectation that the NCAA's working group, uh, most notably uh, headed up by Ohio State Athletic Director Gene Smith, Big East Commissioner Val Ackerman, uh, who have been together with uh, a number of other administrators at the college level since May discussing this in some capacity, uh, and probably with uh, increased intensity over the past month, obviously, with all that's happened in the state of California and elsewhere, uh, about what they could proposed to the NCAA's Board of Governors, which is its supreme voting body. Everything that becomes an NCAA law has to get the clearance of the Board of Governors before it does so. So, as I said in the podcast and written elsewhere, and as you and plenty of others in the media have been expecting, uh, this was supposed to be the meeting in Atlanta where the where the working group was going to bring about uh, some recommendations to the Board of Governors. Uh, that is not what happened, and that is disappointing. Um, instead, Behind closed doors, the working group met with the Board of Governors and presented uh, what I can only imagine is uh, the reality around the name, image, and likeness issue as it pertains to the NCAA, as it pertains to state and federal lawmakers, as it pertains to the temperature of how the public perceives this. We have now had official polls done, nationwide polls, where the general public is uh, indisputably in favor for more empowerment in this regard with college athletes. And so instead of having specific uh, legislation and bylaw proposals, what we got was a statement saying the Board of Governors unanimously has voted in favor of updating our model when it comes to name, image, and likeness allowability. But it stops short of, of providing real tangible action. And so that obviously got people Yourself and myself included, uh, a bit fired up over what we did not see going forward. The timeline that's, that's critical to know here is after the Final Four in April, the Board of Governors will convene again. It is then that the uh, the working group, the the leaders at the Division One, Two, II, and Three level, will come up with what they uh, they believe will be the most um, logical and practical set of bylaws to enable this to happen. Um, it was a significant moment on Tuesday. I for the, I didn't think that it would be this unanimous, we need to do this. I actually thought they went a little bit further in terms of their statement than I thought they were going to, but I also thought we were going to get some semblance of tangible action going forward. That was disappointing to see how that wasn't the case, although we shouldn't be totally surprised as you and I both know, GP, our colleague Dennis Dodd got a hold of some of those folks in advance of the statement and that's when we learned that there was you know we shouldn't be expecting uh headlines that were too too big but regardless it, it it was not an insignificant day on Tuesday for the history of college
0: athletics not an insignificant day but is it reasonable to say not as significant as some people initially thought because I thought the NCAA they're really good at this type of thing they wanted to create a headline and they created a headline and th- the way that the initial tweet that gets hit retweet a million times, is like the NCAA Board of Governors votes unanimously, that always sounds great, to allow student-athletes to benefit from their name, image, and likeness. And people are like, whoa, wow, finally, this thing is happening. And then you're like, well, let me click this link and, and read more about it. And then you read more about it, and it's basically like the NCAA Board of Governors voted unanimously to allow student-athletes to benefit from their name, image, and likeness, but... Not in this way, and not in this way, and we're not going to go for that, and we're not going to go for that. And so they put so many um, uh, guidelines or or, or, are going to try to keep so many guidelines in place that it doesn't open this up nearly as much as I would want, a lot of people would want, California lawmakers would want. And I really do think, and we can get into this momentarily, it, it, it creates more issues uh, that they'll have to deal with that they don't deal with now. And I don't want to say it's impossible because I get frustrated when I hear NCAA officials say something is impossible. I'm like, it's not impossible. We'll figure it out. So perhaps it's not impossible, but it does seem very, very difficult to try to thread this needle that they want to thread. We want to allow student athletes to benefit from their name, image, and likeness rights like any other student athlete, but – This won't stand. This won't stand. This won't stand. And I personally can't figure out how you can make all that work. Maybe you can, but even Gene Smith, I thought this was interesting. The Ohio State Athletic Director, Dan Walken, our friend who works at USA Today, was in Atlanta at these meetings. And even Gene Smith, when asked by Dan, how are you going to allow student athletes to benefit from their name, image, and likeness, but not have this turn into a recruiting tool of some sort, and Gene actually said, "Yeah, that's the elephant in the room. Very hard to figure out." And so, like I tweeted, g- "Good luck if this is the if this is the path you're going down. Um, good luck because I it's a it's a needle that's difficult to thread."
1: Yeah, but. but... I mean, Gene Smith is not incorrect in what he's saying there, but for decades this has existed in college athletics in terms of recruiting imbalances and advantages. I will, I will not sing this song with you again, Parrish, on the podcast because we don't need to go down that road. But I do have good news because you know what? The consternation, the backlash, the cynicism, the skepticism toward the NCAA that was just put on display about—I don't know—like 45 minutes after this uh, this press release got sent out. I actually thought we, at one point we were about 20 minutes away from media members going to. Actually, the NCAA announced today that college athletes wouldn't even be allowed to accept scholarships. Like it got the blowback. Actually, got a little bit over the top. But here's what. Guess what? So Walken talks to Mark Emmert. okay? And Mark Emmert admits on the record. uh, Here's here's the exact quote. There's no question the legislative efforts in Congress and various states has been a catalyst to change. It's clear that schools and the presidents are listening and have heard loud and clear that everyone agrees that this is an area that needs to be addressed. That combined with this quote from California Governor Gavin Newsom, who released a statement after all this came down, he said, in part, California will be closely watching as the NCAA's process moves forward to ensure the rules ultimately adopted are aligned with the legislation we passed this year. You know what? If if the NCAA parish can't get its bylaws to a level that are going to satisfy the public, that's one thing. But if it can't get there to a level that it can satisfy the politicians, that's another. And the good news is... Uh, this is my prediction. I don't see how it doesn't wind up this way. It might take two years, four years, six years. We're, Paris, we're getting there, okay? You can have cynicism over what the NCAA won't do. I get that. Politicians are going to make sure this happens. And if it, and, and, and the last step might be uh, significant court battles, maybe even at the Supreme Court level. But I spoke with a uh, congressman out of uh, North Carolina today who ex- expressed to me uh, supreme disappointment in the lack of detail here from the NCAA and also expressed uh, a real intent desire to get legislation on the House floor in the summer of 2020 so that this can all be enacted and ratified by January of 2021. Now, to be clear, GP, there we have a long way to go with this, and to getting to the House floor is no gimme. Then it has to clear through the Senate, and then it's going to need the president's signature to become law. But My long view on this is if we get to April and the NCAA is saying, all right, we're going to allow A, B, C, and D and not allow E, F, and G, I ultimately think that will be immaterial because I think at the federal level, Most importantly, because the state level this is also going down. The NCAA is not going to have a situation, GP, where we have 12 states enacting all this stuff, allowing it, and then it's going to really, really, GP, uh, is the NCAA going to go to 12 different states and say, all you schools are banned from postseason play? That's its nightmare. That's not going to happen. So I do think, while people might have issues with their own politicians and government. This is really close to a bipartisan issue at that level as well. And that's what ultimately will force the NCAA's hand. I have issues in the short term with what the NCAA will and won't do. But I think long term, Emmert admitted today that what has been done in California hastened this issue. Why shouldn't we believe that it will hasten it again and ultimately be the decider, not the NCAA when it comes to uh, national oversight and a consistency of rules?
0: I understand why uh, the North Carolina congressman would be frustrated by the lack of details, because they've had months to work on this. You ranked 353 basketball teams and wrote about each one in a matter of weeks. So true. <laughs> how could? How, how, maybe we need to put you in charge of this. Like you, you seem to be able to turn out more work more quickly than, than than them. I think a combination of you and Cal Boone could get could get this thing knocked out. Um. But so I get the I get the frustration. And I thought it was interesting, the tweet from Nancy Skinner today. She, of course, is the state senator from California. So she, she reads what the NCAA releases, and they have put, undeniably, as she points out, arbitrary limits or regulations in place. Like, they don't have their details yet, but they have sort of already said, here's what we're not going to allow. And Nancy Skinner just popped up and said, the state of California has made it clear. We will not stand for any arbitrary limits on student athletes being able to profit off of their name, image and likeness. So this is a point I've made on previous podcasts. It doesn't matter that the NCAA is taking a step forward. I don't want to say it doesn't matter, but if your step forward doesn't get you in line with California law and future Florida law and other laws around this country, you still got the same essentially the same issues you were going to have if you just stood still because Think of it this way: If you need hundred dollars to buy something, it costs hundred dollars. That's what it costs. You got to have hundred dollars to pay for it. Right now, you got zero. Okay, so you ain't even close. And somehow, some way, you figure out it, and you got now you got now you got forty. You got forty bucks. So you like, listen, I'm further along than I was yesterday. I got forty bucks, but you still ain't you. You still can't get done what you need to get done. You ain't close to a hundred yet. And so, the way I concluded my column is that. Unless the NCAA is willing to go as far as whatever the farthest state law goes, we're going to end up in court. And that's inevitably where this is headed. I don't know if it's the Supreme Court, but I certainly could envision it being that. But it seems to me there is no scenario where we don't end up in court because the NCAA has hammered home the idea that we cannot have different states operating under different rules. And yet the states are pushing back, and they've got like the, the popular opinion on their side. Mm-hmm. They're pushing back and saying, we're not budging for you. We're not waiting on you. We're going to do what we're going to do, and if you got a problem with it, we'll see you in court. And so today is a significant day in the sense that it is, for the first time ever, uh, the NCAA saying – we will allow student athletes to accept benefits in exchange for their name, image, and likeness rights, but they're not going as far as lawmakers want them to go. At which point, we still got real problems. Um,
1: did you see? Did you? Uh, did you see El Camino on on Netflix, the Breaking Bad movie? Of course. Okay, so your to your hundred dollar point, I won't spoil this for listeners that maybe not have seen it. But yeah, the, it, be, the best it, scene in the movie uh, is when Jesse Pinkman needs a certain amount of money, and he's almost there you know what i'm talking about and he's yeah, he's not quite
0: 10,000 more or something like that that's the exact
1: it's the, that's exactly what you're talking about so um that's what uh, that's what came to mind when you bring up your 100 dollar analogy um now i uh, the one thing that i want to keep an eye on here is when congressman mark walker out of north carolina he he's, he told me that the NCAA's presence in dc with its lobbying is not insignificant there is a there is a real presence there and the the thing to watch, I guess, in the in the coming months will be if the NCAA can successfully, and I don't know how successful it's been to this point, but if it can successfully uh, try and undercut what is being done at the federal level, uh, because it's it's I believe, Parrish, I believe its hope is to do that, so that. Uh, Mark Walker's bill and his isn't the only one. There's actually another one that is that is in the works here. Okay, um, it never even gets to the floor of the House of Representatives, and then instead, the NCAA is taking on all these states, and it might feel like it could have more control over this. I tell you, it's it's damn fascinating though, um, because I, I the NCAA is is trying to do this almost in spite of everything it believes in, when really. Really, perish like college athletes having just the right to earn benefits and profits off of their abilities. Like it's, it's a it's a simple and American concept, and it's one that the NCAA has tried to complicate for essentially its entire existence. And so now it's trying to step forward into the 21st century, and I don't see. Uh, short of like just going beyond anyone's expectations, I just don't see how it, what is going to happen in the next four months ultimately really matters. That's that's really what I came down. Like, I, ju- I just don't see how this doesn't get overruled uh, in terms of lawmakers eventually. It's oh, We already have California getting us to this point. What happened? Illinois just did... Illinois' governor, GP, earlier today introduced another set uh, of legislation in his own state. So... I don't. I don't know. The NCAA is just. This is. A, this is a moment that has been long overdue. Okay, and um, I do want to hear some more of your ranting if you got it. But to, to me, it just. I, I. just don't see how the politicians don't just change this for. For. For good. It's just gonna. It's a matter of how long that timeline takes.
0: No. Let me tell you exactly how this is going to go. Um, right now, we've got uh, California. They're out there. Their bill is passed. They've got a law getting ready to be put in place, and the people who were behind that bill getting passed are on the record within 30 minutes of the incidentally announcing stuff today saying, this ain't enough. This ain't good enough. So, like, we're still going to do what we're going to do. So, again, in theory, January first, two 2023, a UCLA point guard is going to be allowed to accept uh, uh, um, money Um, in exchange for his name, image, and likeness, without limitations. And it will be against the law, literally the law, for UCLA to do anything about it. And if the NCAA tries to come in and do something about it and tell UCLA you can't play that player or you're going to be ineligible or you're going to have to vacate, then California lawmakers have said, we will see you in court. And that ain't changing. They're not budging. They're on the right side of this. So there's no reason for them to back up they've made no indication they'll back up in fact they insist they will not so that's that now i don't know which states are going to be next but let's get florida carolina florida, Illinois. Yeah. it doesn't yeah. matter there's going to be more and the states are going to go further than the naa is at this moment willing to go and then it's going to come down to exactly what you said it's going to come down to a game of chicken it's going to come down to blink You really going to start saying all North Carolina schools are banned from the NCAA? That's not happening. There's not happening. But that is the threat. It is. It's not happening. But you're right. And so, so, so then, so okay. It either happens, at which point now we're in court. We got big lawsuits, or it doesn't happen, and then the NCAA is doing exactly what NCAA officials and college administrators are saying is quote impossible, and that means they're suddenly operating. Um, a national organization with different states using different rules. So, like, I'll bottom line it this way. Unless the NCAA is willing to go even way further than they went today, um, this is really not a mess that is cleaned up by anything um, that the NCAA is going to do. In fact, it just gets messier. But here's the point I wanted to make. Let's say for a second And, again, neither one of us believe this is true. Mm -hmm. But let's say for a second the NCAA actually got their way. Like they said, hey, here's what we're willing to do, exactly what we described today um, we're going to do, which is allow student-athletes to benefit from name, image, and likeness rights, but with parameters, but with guidelines. And the states just say, you know what? We'll stay out of it. Do your thing. One of the things the NCAA has said is that it will allow student-athletes to benefit from the use of their name, image, and likeness, but it will prevent them from accepting inducements to, quote, select, remain at, or transfer to a specific institution. All right. Now, those are two things that they're saying, (laughs) we're going to do this, but we're not going to do this. How do you match those things up? How can you make that work? How can you thread that needle? Because here's the hypothetical I threw out on Twitter. And Kentucky fans got furious because I used Kentucky. Then use use freaking. Uh, I'll use Duke just to even it out. Sure. But it is hilarious. If I would have used Duke, uh-huh. Kentucky fans would have been like, "We're the biggest program in America. Why didn't you use <laughs> us?" <laughs> like I'm trying to use you. You're mad about you're mad about everything. So okay, fine. It's Duke. Here, okay. So here's a hypothetical that we get. NCAA changes its uh, uh its its guidelines, and the state lawmakers say, "Okay, cool. We're out of it." You win, we lose, we'll stay out of it. That's not going to happen, but play along. A banker in Durham, North Carolina, who's also a Duke fan, he signs a, the Duke point guard, whoever it is at the time, uh, to uh, a deal to be on billboards to advertise for the bank, to be in commercials to advertise for the bank, and he does all this for a not insignificant amount of money then the NCAA steps in. And by the way, they probably wouldn't because it's Duke. But again, play along. (laughs) The NCAA steps in and says, uh, Uh, hey, listen, we see what you're doing, but we don't think you really want this point guard to advertise your bank as much as you are trying to prevent this point guard from, Give him a good reason to maybe stay in school another year as opposed to enter the NBA draft. Or maybe this point guard was thinking about transferring for whatever reason. We think you're really just trying to prevent him from transferring. And then the banker comes in and says, no, I'm not. I have a bank. I, I you know, We have a lot of Duke fans who bank with us. We think it would be beneficial to have the Duke point guard um, as a spokesperson for us. That's all we're doing. Exactly what you said we would be allowed to do when you announced it back on october 29th 2019 and then the NCAA says nah we don't think that we we don't believe you we think this is essentially a pay for play scheme now what how do you resolve that
1: it's not resolvable
0: it's not resolvable because you cannot legislate intent you cannot legislate the intent you can't you cannot accurately figure out what that banker's motivation is. Is he really just trying right. to do what you said he would be allowed to do? Or is he actually trying to pay the Duke point guard to stay at Duke, which is something the incident of late today said they will not allow to happen. I, I don't, I don't know how you figure that out. You think people uh, are bitching about transfer waivers all the
2: time? Oh.
0: Wait till this happens. Oh yeah. Wait, wait till, wait till a Duke booster um, puts a Duke point guard on a billboard for ten thousand dollars, and and the NCAA says, yeah, that's cool. And then um, an NC State booster <laughs> tries to put a point guard on a billboard for 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 twelve thousand dollars, and they say, no, 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 that's pay uh, for play. You what? can't, you cannot. Do, this is it doesn't even work. And when you took it to Gene Smith, the Ohio State dire- athletic director, who I actually like. But who is somewhat in charge of this and has had months to deal with it when you ask him this very basic question, which is, Gene, so you're saying – and this is Dan Walken asking the question, not me. Gene, you're saying you're going to allow student-athletes to do this. You're going to allow this thing to happen, but you will not allow this thing to happen. How do you make that work? And he's like, "Ah, eh, it's a tough one. (laughs) It's no good answer because there's not – a good answer. And the
1: NCAA shouldn't be running from that reality anyway. I I just think it's way too much hand-wringing, way too much consternation, way too much uh, fear over something that ultimately... Should be normalized at the college level. This is a billion-dollar enterprise. I'll bring up this, though, just to stay on this topic here. So, uh, Dana O'Neill with The Athletic got Mark Emmert and Ohio State President Michael Drake, who was actually quoted in the NCAA's release that He's on the Board of Governors. Uh, she got both of them for a quick Q&A here. And I'll read – just uh, bear with me for, uh, for a minute here. I will read Dana's question, and you had Drake and Emmert responding specifically regarding this kind of thing. I actually thought their answers, while not you know completely enlightening – were were a bit helpful because i think this is this specific thing that we're talking about is one of the biggest issues of concern for the NCAA so uh, Dana says I offered a hypothetical situation quarterback X from school Y has a great season and a car dealership wants to pay him $50,000 to endorse its cars is that okay the short answer doubtful the long answer and Drake responds from our point of view we imagine there will be a range of interactions and relationships <laughs> A range of interactions and relationships oh god you gotta love it uh, continuing the quote some will be straightforward and easy if you were a guitar player while in high school and you keep it up, it <laughs> just hold on. Oh my god! If you were, a, if you were a guitar player in high school, and you keep it up, GP, I'm a guitar player. I'm keeping it up. <laughs> um, and it doesn't affect your work on the lacrosse team. That's easy. Cool stuff, man. Continuing the quote. There will be others that are more problematic where it looks more like compensation for pay-to-play in a different form of currency. That's the challenge. And then Emmert says, in your hypothetical... The working group has said, look, that's the end of the continuum of name, image, and likeness, and it's the most challenging and difficult to regulate. They didn't say, no, never go there, but only go there if you can come up with a regulatory regime. Otherwise, it's pay for play and some other guys. We can get into the semantics, which I won't, but at least, at least Mark Emmert is saying, we are keeping the potential. Open to discuss putting some sort of regulations around that kind of situation. Which, it, it, honestly, the fact that Emmer said that surprised me.
0: the The whole thing is just ins- it's 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 like they didn't know anything about this topic until today, and then they had to answer questions about it. <laughs> it's like it's like you're the people who are supposed to be working on this. How do you not have good answers for these questions?
1: The concerning thing is when Drake Drake intimates that. If you play, if you you know, if you're a starter for the Utah Utes, and you've got you're really you've got a great music career, you can play the drums, you can rap, you can do whatever, and you want to make money off of that, we're cool with it. But if you want to receive Five thousand dollars for you know potentially receiving money for for having your jersey sold or for putting your likeness on a local business. We're going to resist that again. That is that is a half measure and that is just simply not going to fly. The people in charge of this stuff have to realize that if they actually come out with that kind of if they come out with those kind of proposals, I really want to believe that they won't. But if they if you go and say that an athlete can make money off of something that is a hobby. I mean, get out – to quote you, GP, or to paraphrase you, like, get out of my face with that because that's, that's an absolute joke. So. It's
0: so ridiculous. And then, like, okay, let's pretend that they go there. And, by the way, going there does nothing because the lawmakers will just push back and it, yeah. it won't it, – it, it, it gets you nowhere. But let's say they just go there. So then what do we do? We go, um, hey, young man, you, you're a four-star recruit. <laughs> um, can you start a SoundCloud account <laughs> and start rapping every once in a while? And then yeah. we'll just get you a, yes. a name name deal Because you're a quote rapper. I mean, what are we talking about? It's crazy. Like, yeah. what they wanted to do, This and this is what they always do. What they wanted to do is create the impression that we're doing something, but what they're doing isn't sensible, given what's happening in California and other states. And it really is just, look, I don't want to say I don't understand it. I, I do understand it. We're talking about tens of millions if not hundreds of millions of dollars and for the longest time the people who are controlling the money right now all of it have been controlling the money and if if they go as far as California lawmakers and other state lawmakers want them to go suddenly they're not controlling all the money anymore and and they're hesitant to 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 to, to give up on that if not um, unwilling to give up on that. And let me be clear. If I were one of the dudes controlling all the money, I, I might be trying to make the same nonsensical arguments that they're making, but I hope they understand they are nonsensical arguments. And what they did today might get them some nice headlines somewhere, but it is not going to solve the issues that are in front of them. Mark Emmert said recently that, this issue, name, image, and likeness rights, is the biggest issue he's faced in his decade of being the NCAA president. And I guess I would argue this. Nothing about that got easier for him today.
1: Nothing at all. And as we move forward, if you're know, if you curious, concerned, excited, however you want to describe it, about like, okay, so are you dudes going to be talking about this stuff two weeks from now when the season's going? Actually, I don't. Short of Mark Emmer issuing public comments on it that warrant not reaction or Gene Smith or Val Ackerman speaking on it in the midst of all this, um, we might not really touch on this in terms of having new information for another six months, which... Uh, the only way that we would get into it is is if and when you see um, state legislations, uh, legislatures get back into session in January. And then, you know, if we look up on January 20th and we've got 27 states doing this, then, yeah, that's a significant, uh, significant advance for the story and a significant event. But from the NCAA level, I just I just don't think so. Uh, but I do. I'll, I'll wrap it with this, GP. I do find it hilarious that uh, just a few weeks ago you had Mark Emmert writing notes threatening, Uh, California, uh, with its schools potentially facing postseason bans and completely upending uh, the integrity of the collegiate model, and then this statement gets put out today and emmert's like i completely agree with the board of governor like it's uh, you know it's better than him actually outright publicly opposing what his board of governors did but um it is quite the tenor change even if it didn't go far enough for most people i get that but uh what mark emmert was quoted as saying in an official statement capacity and on the record to reporters is not the same as what he was saying three four five weeks ago
0: and yet still um it appears to me the truth is this: the NCAA has two real, two actual options. One is to to go way further than this and and meet California wherever California wants to meet, um, perhaps in Temecula, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or try to fight it out in court and win. And I wouldn't rule that out, by the way. Like, but but that is they're not going to be able to win this with um, press releases and with on-the-record comments, and with vague or not vague threats. That's not working anymore. They're going to have to either do what the state lawmakers are telling them to do, or they're going to have to try to win this in court. Do you see any other real option? No.
1: No, and I think that if they go to court, they will lose. I, uh, My expectation and prediction is that when you look at how uh, court cases in recent years have sided, particularly with the case of Ed O'Bannon. Not not entirely. He instantly hasn't been taken big L after big L, but they they were induced to allow for cost of attendance stipends for players. I, I, I think as society has progressed and uh, people really understand how much money is behind college athletics, and while acknowledging, by the way, that players do get plenty, that's fine, they're just deserving of the opportunity. Again, I don't care if four players make $4,000 and we find out that no one else is making any money. I don't care. Just give them the opportunity to do so. What are we so afraid of? Uh, but I think that if it gets to that uh, court level, which is definitely a possibility if the NCAA refuses to uh, swallow its pride here, I, I like, uh, I like the, the player, the, the student-athlete's chances in the long run of actually winning out and, and getting a, uh, a set of bylaws uh, that are close to, if not exactly, what California and other states are trying to enact. <laughs>
0: The point you made there is a a point that that I've made before. You know, every once in a while you get somebody, it's it's usually on Twitter, and they'll say, these student athletes don't deserve to get paid $10,000 extra, $50,000 extra. They don't deserve this. They don't deserve that. And the point I've always made is I have never said, literally never, that any student athlete deserves any amount of money. They just deserve the opportunity to accept whatever amount of money somebody is willing to give them, like every other student athlete on campus throughout this country. If it's nothing, cool. It's fine with me. If it's a little bit, fine with me. If it's more than I'll ever actually make in my own career, that is also fine with me. They Nobody deserves a specific amount of anything. They just deserve the opportunity to accept it. And that's what state lawmakers in California are asking the NCAA to do, demanding the NCAA to do, and no matter what anybody tries to tell you, the NCAA didn't go anywhere close to that today.
1: I agree. Um before we tease the uh the Sunday podcast and the return of three a week, check this out.
0: Hmm.
3: For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's Lifetime Membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash rs10 today.
1: Okay, GP, we are returning on Sunday uh, with three times a week pods. Super psyched for it. I know the listeners are going to be ready for it, and we are happy to to be back in your lives three times a week. Um, but what? Uh, so we're going to preview Champions Classic, and then maybe look ahead. Uh, you know, do some some season long prediction stuff in terms of uh,
0: Champions. Maybe reveal our final four picks. How about that? Maybe. Okay. Nice preview on the Sunday podcast. Yes, we will get into the Champions Classic because I I genuinely am looking forward to that and. It has gotten to the point. I keep I've forever been talking about. Yeah, November fifth. Yeah, yeah. Can't wait for November fifth. Like now, it's like, can't wait for next Tuesday. Yeah. You know, we're like, like you know, can And and by the time most people are listening to this, it'll be like Wednesday. Yeah. So people like it'll be you know Tuesday. We like we'll be in New York on Monday, and we're gonna be all over CBS Sports HQ on Monday. We'll have post game CBS Sports HQ um, uh, content for you, and then we will. Um, The plan is to record, yes, on Sunday previewing, but then on Tuesday night after it's all over with, live from Madison Square Garden, not really live, we're going to tape it, live the tape from Madison Square Garden, uh, Norlander and I will record another episode of the CBS Sports Island College Basketball Podcast. But first things first, um, be back here on Sunday. That's when we'll uh, uh, preview the Champions Classic and we will look at... Um, uh, the betting odds to win the national championship. What are good values? What are not good values? And also, DraftKings has posted regular season win total over unders for uh, most of the prominent teams in college basketball. Could be all the prominent teams. Could be every team in college basketball. I don't really know, but I I, I got a list of twelve right in front of me right now, and so we'll get into those. Maybe uh, go through it and uh, and see if we can guess the overs or the unders. On some of the best, expected to be best basketball teams in the country. So that'll all be Sunday. And in the meantime, shouts to Devin Downey, shouts to Chester, South Carolina, shouts to Terry M.F. Fentigal, he's the legend. Shouts to my homie Larnell. Oh, Larnell's boy DeAndre Ayton got suspended. You he see did.
1: that? I, yeah, twenty-five games. I, I I know that because I actually have DeAndre Ayton on my fantasy NBA team. So <laughs> loving, loving having uh, DeAndre Ayton and Paul George, neither of whom are are available. CS
0: so yeah, so. yeah. It's it's just you, you know. I, I fundamentally believe Larnell would not allow
1: this. That's what I don't know if you were not around Twitter, but I tweeted that I said if Larnell was still in the picture, this ain't happening. <laughs> DeAndre Ayton is not getting popped for anything if Larnell's not in the picture. If Larnell's in the picture, but Larnell's not in the picture, he got the out. When,
0: when Larnell was in the picture, DeAndre Ayton went to Arizona and never didn't play. <laughs>
1: That's right.
0: <laughs> he, he's got every coach he had getting arrested. <laughs> getting fired, <laughs> getting accused of everything. DeAndre Ayton still out there, getting twenty-two and eleven. Larnell protected that boy.
1: And now look and what happened.
0: It, and th- yeah, now you now you're like, I don't need Larnell anymore. Okay, cool. Sit out the next twenty-five games. DeAndre Ayton, maybe maybe catch up with Larnell while you're busy not playing basketball. So, shouts to Larnell. Appreciate everything you did back in the day. And please go subscribe to the Island College Basketball Podcast via Apple Podcast. Rate it favorably, five stars, nice comments, and we're going to talk to you on Sunday. Till then, take
2: care. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road.